This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of The Wrestler Review. We attempt to review a man's career that was... How long was it? Four months? Yeah, it was like six weeks. His career was two years, three years. Yeah. Three years. Well. John Heidenreich. Again. Heidenreich. 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 All right. Let me say this. If you ever want to watch a man not sure how to behave, just watch him making his entrance at the WWE's Tribute to the Troops Against the Undertaker, because that is a man like... Okay. I don't care what they say. I'm not acting like a heel here in this war zone. <laughs> he would walk to the um, ring like an intimidating yeah. badass. He gets around actual men. And he's like, I don't think so. I'm on meth. <laughs> also, a great thing that Heidenreich always says is the poems that he used later in his career, uh, those were because he does poetry in his spare time. And a repeated thing he says is, I wanted to be an artist, but I got too big. Oh, That's God. That's how being an artist works. Maybe he does it. Like, he's from the South where football is king. So it was probably like, he's like, Mother, Father, I have created some iambic pentameter. pentameter. And they were like, absolutely. Oh, I didn't realize that that's what they call gay at school. <laughs> that's what they call it. I fucking that's hate, I hate that fucking laugh so fucking much. I hate... Your ter- I hate your fucking Repo Man laugh. I lo- like. I would rather watch a family member, not a close family member, like a third cousin die, than ever hear that. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Well, why would you watch a human being die, John? Because I would rather wa- watch yourself do stand up. <laughs> you know I'm sensitive. You know I'm a sensitive person about my dream job. Yeah, you are oh, hey, I by the way, only come see my shows during the Edinburgh Fringe, and then do not go and see Dylan's show. This is, it is July 9th. It is July 9th, and we are just about started. We should do this plug, because most times we do plugs at the end of the show, and I'm assuming if you listen to podcasts like I do, the last 10 minutes you're like, nah, I don't want to hear this asshole talk about his, what he actually wants to do. I want the free shit. Yeah. So he's going to do it. Hey, Joe, Joe Rogan. For free. Fuck Shut you. Fuck up. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. Yeah. On it dot com. Let's start That's a beef. Let's start a beef with Joe Rogues. I would love to start a beef with Joe Rogan. I don't think that we could take Joe Rogan in a fight, but I do think I could run away from him for a longer that time than people expect. I think that he would track you down very quickly, beat you up very badly, and it would be a very funny video. Oh my god! Jo- It'd be great. Seen the Joe Ro- the when he took on MySpace challengers in grappling because people thought that his grappling was bullshit because he uh, was supposed to fight Wesley Snipes in the UFC for a bit. And uh, they were like, you can't beat up Wesley Snipes. You can't even beat up me. And Joe Rogan was like, well, let's fucking go, meat sauce. And he just beats the shit out of these bloggers. It's very funny. <laughs> of course it's not it as is. Good as, it's not as good as Yui Bowl versus film. Curtis. Oh, that's the best thing in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> I think your movies are derivative. Uppercut, knocked out, nerd. What's even better is if you watch that Yui Bull video, is that if you first watch yeah. the GQ article where he explains why he's doing it, 
and they are so desperate for like you're filming this as some sort of artistic retribution he's like no i get money from dentists to make my movies person i paid the most rod perlman and he was shit and now these fucking critics are gonna get it and it's like oh this man is just there is no quit in this man he's great i love that he uh yeah he's like no my movies are good because there's stars in them yeah why are there stars in them yeah mark Uh, i love mark mckinney he's not a star oh man and the name of the king which is his masterpiece has uh matthew lillard in it and matthew lillard is the only one that tries and that's the one it's like it's got ron perlman that's the one where he had to pay ron perlman extra because sons of anarchy had just started and he was like yeah i'm a star for the first time in my career you pay me more now and he was like you motherfucker (laughs) it was ron perlman jason statham Matthew Lillard killing it, and uh, oh my God, Ray Liotta, and Ray Liotta plays the king, but the king also is like a guy in the seventies that does blow. Like <laughs> Ray Liotta, just be bad. All right, I got this. Ray, they don't have watches in the fifteenth century. I think they do. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna know. I'm, I'm gonna improv. You said I'm the king. I don't want to learn any lines because that takes time away from buying this, y- this yacht catalog. I'm clearly looking at. I want a yacht. That's why I'm doing this movie. Ray, you're supposed to be wielding a sword, not eating a jelly donut in your trailer. <laughs> could you, could you at least pretend? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen a little movie called Goodfellas, but I planned on living off of those royalties for a lot longer. That seems like I'm gonna be able to, and I could be a dick. Because we're in Vancouver, so how about you suck my asshole? The In the Name of the King of Comedy will be Dylan Gott at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Cabaret Voltaire, every day from August 3rd to the 27th. August 3rd to the 27th, Dylan Gott, cool guy, lots of friends. That's what my show's called. It's free. It doesn't cost any money. Do you have money? No? Come see my show. John's show costs money. Don't go see John's show. Because my show is way better. 9.15, Bunker 2, at the Edinburgh Festival. Also, at the Pleasance. Also, if you guys do not live in Edinburgh, here's what you do. Still buy tickets. Just buy tickets. (laughs) That's actually a good idea. Just buy tickets to John's show. Um, If you guys want to come to Edinburgh, please. You you could probably just come. One day, you could see my show. Take a rest from laughing. Go to John's show. Learn how to cry. A lot of crying. So bad. It's really bad. Here's the thing. When they say anti-comedy, they should explain to people that that means you still have to do comedy because I am not doing that. No. Your comedy is all about your ants. Oh. Oh, It's anti-comedy. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Her name is Bernice and she's cool and she lives in Winnipeg and she's in her middle 60s. Does she like hockey? I'm not sure, but she attends a lot of games. There you go. She just shows up to the games, and then she looks up rare dogs on her phone, <laughs> dogs, and she buys them. Man, you've pegged every single old lady in my family. Oh, it's a Pomeranian mixed with a Chihuahua. <laughs> a ch- Chihuahua mania. You know who was an old lady when they started wrestling? John Heidenreich. Goddamn right. Well, he was very busy attempting an American football career, also known as, yep. you did that, now you work for me. I'm Vince McMahon. He, um, so Heidenreich is, is, in many ways, he is kind of, uh, we said that about a couple of people, but he's the last of the dying breed here, where he start, He has a football career. Uh, he plays with the Washington Redskins. He wins the Super Bowl. He goes to the CFL. Apparently, he would get in so many fights. He was on a team actually with Goldberg in the 94 Falcons. 
He was on team with Goldberg, and he would start so many fights in the CFL and get kicked out of games that people would chant Heidenreich. Here's the thing. Is what he said, by the way. Of course. Uh, I didn't watch old CFL footage to see if that was true. Also, he admits during one of the interviews I watched to having CTE. He's like, I got it right now for sure. (laughs) And that's when I beat the shit out of that fucking elephant. And uh, if Nosferatu talks more shit, I'm going to have something for his ass too. All right. Here's a couple of points about Heidenreich's early career. One, if you go from the NFL to the CFL, you need to just reevaluate your life. No, you're supposed to go CFL, NFL, and if it, it, it would be, there's no equivalent. It would be like, oh, I had chocolate cake, and now I'm going to go sit in a dumpster. <laughs> the only, okay. no, that's not true. The only people that care about the CFL are people in Hamilton, Ontario. They're the, it's the only place. Where else? That's what, what other city is passionate about the CFL? In Ottawa, it's something. It's just you're everyone who is a boss in Ottawa has tickets and gives them to people yeah. who begrudgingly take their kids. Here's what happens. Every other city, not every other city, I should say, cities outside of Ontario care about the CFL in Canada. Ontario is where Toronto is. It's closest to the States. It's got the most population. So everyone's like, ooh, we're American. People outside of Ontario think, you know fucking what? We like these Eskimos because this name is undercover as tasteless as the Redskins. Undercover, very tasteless. But no one cares. Because it's about Canadian Inuit people, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the, never forget, the CFL is the only league that for a while had two teams called the Rough Riders. Eight teams. Eight teams, two of them named the Rough Riders. 25% of the league was the Rough Riders. And, like, uh, they, by the way... The Rough Riders, too. Well, who gives a fuck? Fine. Only gave it up. They only gave it up after this most recent re-expansion and the reintroduction of now called the Ottawa Red Blacks, which is... Like, they're like, man, the Redskins, that's a bad name. All right, what about drunk natives? No, 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 no. What do drunk natives wear? Lumberjack shirts. Oh, the Lumberjacks, great. No, Red Blacks. (laughs) Also, Heidenreich, I don't know if he has a Super Bowl ring, but I know that in shoot interviews he was so far into drugs that he pawned off even his Road Warrior spikes. So I'm assuming the Super Bowl ring didn't stick around his Road (laughs) Man, between him and That's Hawk, like, do you know how like keep the, yeah. between him and Hawk, Road Warrior spikes probably have devalued on the we're weird, greasy, fat guys who work in comic book shops market who want wrestling stuff. Like, because you know that Hawk a uh, many a time fucking pawned those off. He threw the fucking helmet from LOD two thousand just into the crowd one day because he was like, uh, they need to see me. <laughs> They gotta see what I'm fucking doing over here. Yeah, no. he, is, he is, if you take away Hawk's, like, charisma and talent, you do get a Heidenreich. Here's the thing with Heidenreich and also. Worst look as well. He looks now exactly the same as Sandman and had at least 10 years of taking himself. Do you understand what he had to do to get to Sandman level? <laughs> That's the interesting thing about him, though, because he starts wrestling at 31 and he's on the main roster. I shouldn't say he starts at 31. So he starts at 28, and he's on the main roster at 31. And this is kind of a weird thing, because this is something you see with a lot of Undertaker opponents. Just quick reference. Looks like a 40-year-old man. Already, when he's debuts, he looks older than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, like 
yeah, he just like the fake tan, the fake tan just turns his skin into leather. He looks, he has the body of an NFL player and the skin of a, of a suburban mom who's still trying to get dick on the weekend. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. She looked like everyone who was on your street growing up in Stouffville. Like, yeah, the first, fir- first dad moved out, stepdad not on the horizon. Let's fill this puss. <laughs> well, before we start Heidenreich's career, do you want to know what he- what he says is the reason he got into drugs? I'm going to assume it's the little little Johnny idea, but you tell me. Here is the reason why John Heidenreich got so far into drugs. When he's finished wrestling training, right, and uh, he has some good news for his sweet sweet baby, he comes home and his wife is fucking someone else on Christmas morning. Oh. <laughs> In their bed, being fucked <laughs> on Christmas morning. So Santa Claus is real and got her what she wanted. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You get you get like, uh, oh man, I really like wrestling. Uh, I really want to get into this. Um, I've realized a dream. Oh shit, <laughs> my whole world is now destroyed. Oh like, my god. Yeah, man. So. That explains that, doesn't it? Everyone's like, yeah, he's a big partier. Have you noticed how he cries when he parties? Nah, this is wrestling. He likes to fucking party. Sometimes you party so much you cry. Uh, uh, those aren't tears. That's residual pussy juice coming off of his face from eating so much <laughs> pussy. Hello? So much in women. His cum knows to come out his eyes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying to get what they call actual heat. That way, it gets so hot, it'll make his face steam. We used to do that back in the <laughs> 70s. So, all right, Little Johnny, which was based on George and the Animal Steel's, uh, le- his mind gimmick. Uh, please expand on Little Johnny, Big Johnny. Okay. For <laughs> I wish you were here so I could high-five you, but you're not. Now, all right, so it was obviously mine from George the Animal Steel, which is a doll that was his only friend. Uh, Heidenreich, by the way, uh, pitched this gimmick and claimed he had never heard of mine or George the Animal Steel, and it was to be revealed that it was... All his hopes and dreams from when he was a child, which is where like the whole thing of like he wanted to be an artist, but he was too big to do that, and that yeah. was going to pay off, and he was be- going to become a monster heel. Instead, what they did was they had him show up on Raw. Stone Cold Steve Austin is banned because it was uh, the Bischoff-Austin era when they were general managers, where they just took turns starting off Raw being like, you're banned from the building! I will be the bottom line. And then Stone Cold would, for some reason, be outside somewhere humorously. And be like, mm-hmm. I just want to get a beer. Can I go to the bathroom? Uh, I'm Stone Cold. And then Heidenreich shows up and is like, Oh, Stone Cold. My name is. Uh, he doesn't. He's like, Oh, my name's John. I think he says I'm John Heidenreich. I bought a ticket just to meet you. I want a job. And Stone Cold's like, You got a ticket? Uh, come this way. And the great thing about wrestling, which is like, if a person has a ticket to a building, no matter the physical or emotional danger they present, they are allowed in the building. <laughs> Members of ISIS in the front row. Why? They bought tickets. Yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Not let them in? It's not like refunds is a thing. That's a word I just made up right now. I just made up that word. Refunds? What, you mean you get the funds again? Out of my fucking watch. Yeah. I'm Vince McMahon. I only. Oh, yeah. 
I only want the money you once. Don't ha- you don't have to reach. This is the thing. There is n- and Heidenreich kind of, in oddly, uh, represents something that we've both encountered in our lives, and he kind of is, in a weird way, he's a worse Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy would also be like, "Oh, you like Jeff Hardy? You like his flips? Well, now you got to endure." What he thinks is rock music. Because he wrote <laughs> some rock music for his own fucking entrance theme. You know how the Hardy Boys theme is peppy? Yep, this isn't. Yeah. This, sounds, this sounds like a goth crying into uh, an HD mic. Oh. Awful. Because Hi- Heidrake said. It's time to answer the question. Johnny. What would it sound like yeah. if you scored an abortion? <laughs> no, John. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Heidenreich said little Johnny represented his inner child. Ugh. It represented his inner child. Now, John Heidenreich, as we're going to learn, uh, had a bad life. Like, of anyone who was kind of, like, walked into a job with the WWE, like, given his size and everything, how he just kind of walked in. Because this is, like, as we said on this podcast before, this is the end of football players doing wrestling as a backup right like that's where because this is this is also jim ross talent relations time people forget so no, no 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 this is the end oh, this, is this, Richard, is, yeah? this is the end of jim ross so this is going into yeah. laurinitis this is also around the time where Cornette is either being sent home from ovw or is there in a much reduced capacity and Heyman is taking a much harder role in ovw because they were being pun- they were punishing Heyman, so they're like you go to kentucky and then they were like oh god we need someone to balance off Paul Heyman, he's just sending us people that are like, I'm a goth, but I'm gay. <laughs> I'm a gay goth. My name's Gary Gay Goth. Is it because Heidenreich comes on to SmackDown, and I believe Heyman is one of the people that books it? Because that's the other thing. He debuts with this little Johnny persona, and it's pure... And it's and it's again it's the, the attempt to well. yeah it's the brand split so it's the attempt to make more opponents for the Undertaker and Kane so it's in the similar vein of Snitsky all that sort of stuff it's also this is the time where it's literally ratings are free falling for the first time really after the Attitude Era so they're fucking trying everything like Jim Cornette's in the ring fighting fucking John Coachman like hot lesbian action they're bringing in Donald Trump like this is. Wrestling is re- it, the WWE is very difficult to watch now because you're just they're they're fucking it up in like this really bizarre like Jinder Mahal's the champion why shut up and it's just annoying. Then it was just like is, what are you doing? But this is like the not the start, but one of the major points when they're like when they're like oh cool he's uh he talks to his doll and he's really harmless and big. And uh, what? And then what happens? Oh, two months later, he's uh, an unstoppable killing machine that wants to fight the Undertaker. How did that happen? No, you're you're a bitch. You're a bitch if you ask any questions. Because that's they just don't think wrestling fans have any any type of memory. Like even the Jinder Mahal thing, it's like it's probably the most sudden push in in the history of WWE, which is saying something. But Heidenreich's got to be up there. Like wrestling the Undertaker is. A thing that was so... It's kind of like you make a lot of money on that payday. And if this makes any sense, it used to be like... I shouldn't say it used to be like a huge thing. But it was one of those things where it's like... When you wrestle The Undertaker, you usually have a bit of stature. Even even the like 
Undertaker versus Undertaker feud. That was Brian Lee, who's like a seasoned pro wrestler. And Undertaker's friend, who was handpicked by the Undertaker to be his opponent. Absolutely. What's also very interesting about this time frame where... It's clear. It's one of the first times the Undertaker's thinking about winding down and really shifts his style because he goes from the like monster killer into this, the WrestleMania kind of like marathon man where he has these fucking yeah. crazy good matches and you you just watch it to be like oh the Undertaker's here and it's this weird transition in between, like for fuck's sakes is he, yeah he's the dead man again at this point, but he's like just newly the dead man like we're this is pre Randy Orton. All that sort of stuff. Like, it's clear, like, they're yeah. thinking Heidenreich's going to be the WrestleMania ghost Hollywood opponent. And instead, it's going to be Hepatitis Jim's son. <laughs> yeah, this is... And it's a weird thing, because Heidenreich talks about this, but he really wanted to get to WrestleMania with The Undertaker. And then that just didn't end up happening. No, because, absolutely not. Yeah, because he'd been saddled with this. Because the other thing is, backstage, people just kind of made fun of him, because he was like a... He was a drunk, and he showed up late for shit. And obviously, that's the part of it that to do with the fact that the man is fucking epically sad. And it's like, the thing, when someone cheats on you like that, like, that hasn't happened to me personally, but I can imagine for a dude who's been in the NFL for seven years, and, like, you think of yourself, and who talks about getting in fights on a football field and having people chant his name like he's a badass. Like, obviously, being the alpha male and, like, being a big dude means a lot to this dude and then when you get when you see your wife fucking on if you're fucking someone on christmas morning you're you're bad probably i also want to know how tough this fucking guy is like this woman is probably fucking jackson crazy that dude it was probably the great Kali. that's the only person i could imagine it being <laughs> is this the great Kali? <laughs> but like can you imagine if they had a guy's heidenreich size now like they wouldn't ever let this dude go and then there was like, yeah, I mean, he's with Nathan. Because that's the other thing. No, I disagree. I absolutely disagree. Braun Strowman, they, like, they literally were like, he was, I hated him in the Wyatt family. He was all right, but I was like, get him out of these fucking trousers and get him into some fucking actual gear and change his gimmick. And now it's just like, get it? He's tough. And it's like, fuck you. No, I like Braun Strowman. G.I. Joe with a mohawk. Like, he's got G.I. Joe. He just dresses like a G.I. Joe and he has a mohawk. It's great. The other thing about Braun Strowman when he first came in, we'll do a Braun Strowman episode, I'm sure, within when we finish up this podcast in 10 years. Uh, but <laughs> Braun Strowman came in and he just had huge nipples and huge nipple rings. Oh, his nipple rings, of course. He had fucking baloney nipples with huge, like, bull ring nipple rings. Yeah, he had fucking Alex like, Pavone okay. fucking nips, didn't he? <laughs> he just had pepperonis on there and uh when he came in it's like look he lives in the woods on a compound and apparently sometimes likes getting his ass licked i assume yeah just look at those nipple rings he's into pegging well speaking speaking of questionable choices when it comes to body art Heidenreich's tattoos do not fill me with fear where it looked like he had an incompleted belly button tattoo like it just looked like the like the artist did like the sketch and did like four lines and then he was like, "Wait a minute, I'll look like a fucking idiot." No, leave it like this. Yeah, he looks like he's got the uh, old personal trainer at a gym look. Yes, that's exactly what he. Yeah, he looks like the guy who I saw at my gym today, who's my number two most hated person I've ever seen at the gym. Okay. Number one was this yoked, crazy, jacked black guy, who would like hide looking at the girl's asses and then like walk over and give them tips on like lifting 
but was trying to like big them up so that he would be like trying out on this 10 pound weight you could totally handle it and then when they couldn't do it he would just help them be like you're getting there and but they were so uncomfortable all the time and one time a fat Turkish man was like, yo, man, stop talking to that girl. And he got really pissed <laughs> off. They got, I thought they were going to fight, but they didn't. I was really angry. But number two is a guy who's basically Heidenreich, who's this guy who's like 70 years old who goes to my gym. And he doesn't seem to ever help anyone actually work out. He's just always in the locker room futzing about with lockers. And everyone talks about, oh, it's weird when there's just an old naked guy walking around. It's even weirder when there's a fully clothed man who just seems to be adjusting locker hinges for hours at a time. <laughs> Have you ever seen this? The guys who work out in jeans where it's just like... Oh, you mean our friend Bobby? Yes, I've met our friend Bobby. But there's all these guys who just like walk around like they're like, uh, I may be at the gym, but people still need to know I'll tuck a golf shirt into some fucking jeans. Oh. Thank you very much. I love that. Although I'll tell you which one I I kind it's this is something we've talked about off mic, but we'll bring it up now. Is there is a certain type of stretching which is just like now I feel like a sexual criminal. You, like I'm trying my fucking goddamnedest. I do not think of women as an object. I am an enlightened feminist man in the 21st century. You are doing a lunge, and I can see your pussy lips. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, 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 get in there. Lick, lick. I lick the mats clean, John. A friend of ours dated a lady who had a very interesting profession in the nighttime hours, let's just say. And we used to go to the same gym in Toronto. And I once saw her doing yoga. And, like, I was like, I can, I can see through your pussy, out your mouth. You need to wear <laughs> slightly more forgiving tights, please. I can see through your pussy and out your mouth. All right, well, we're going to take a break on that line, and after this, we're going to talk about when Heidenreich really ratcheted up. Uh, he goes to SmackDown, and then later, the Legion of Doom, and then later, being fired, and then later, that's it. Preview. What happened that they didn't let him go home for? Here's a hint. It proved that George W. Bush doesn't like black people. <laughs> and we'll talk about that after the break. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of The Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to The Wrestler Review. Of course, you also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys... Give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. Dylan Gott. John Hyde. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tweet your favorite memories about Heidenreich to get tickets to Bill Cosby's shows about how to avoid sexual harassment or whatever. What are they about, John? <laughs> They're about John, your co-producer. They're, they're about, I don't know what you just said because Skype cut out, but I'm sure it was something very insulting to me. You're a and co-producer my, of Bill Cosby's speeches? Uh, not just co-producer, co-director. And, uh, Good. Uh, I'm the Idea one, man. I'm the, yeah, I'm the one who was like, you know what you need to do now is give lectures. Do you understand that we live in a world 
where a man <laughs> didn't even get acquitted of rape. A jury was just like, I can't see through the fact he's not the Jello man. That And the judge legally was like, we'll be doing this again. There is absolutely no way this guy's not guilty. And he's so crazy. He literally is going, I know what this calls for. A lecture tour. <laughs> well, that's why he's Dr. Bill Cosby. You can't <laughs> he's Dr. Bill Cosby. Dr. Never for- first. Yeah, never forget that he has an honorary doctorate from a university he donated tens of millions of dollars to. He is. Do- I got news for you. Slick is more of a doctor than fucking Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, I mean, I don't know why I started with a Bill Cosby thing. I'm sorry. I might cut this out. <laughs> I, please don't. I got to tell you, I've never been more happy with a slick connection in my entire life. <laughs> so Heidenreich goes to SmackDown. Yeah. He's managed by Paul Heyman. He's uh, And this is the thing. They're a complete restart of him. They give him a gimmick as a psycho who's just fucking running into destroying people. He's Goldberg, but red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Redberg. That's what... Yeah, well, that's the funny thing is, because they said even, uh, he said in the shoot interview, he was just wearing regular boots, and they were like, no, no, wear like the Goldberg boots. So they're like trying to make him Goldberg, but he he's not Goldberg. Well, he's here's like, the thing he looks also, like by the way. looks like a tough in a drug, like, he looks like a white trash tough. Yeah. What he, he looks sh- like, you know? What he should have been is like, the problem with Steve Austin had already taken the bionic redneck, but something like that where he's just a fucking brute. Like the yeah. Sandman, like the Sandman gimmick of like he's a guy who beats people up. Maybe that's exactly what Heidenreich should have been. Yeah, or something because he does kind of like. I think I get what they were going for. They're basically going for Dolph Lundgren meets Goldberg, but they did it with this weird guy who is like, I like to attack people randomly, but also don't think you're getting off without hearing my poems. <laughs> yeah, he's he's basically what every. Like every nerd wants to be when they're fourteen and getting beaten up, <laughs> is yeah, they want to be John Heidenreich. They want to show up in the like, the red trousers or the red fucking underpants with the short boots. Yeah. And they're like, uh-huh, I didn't realize red was a color of queers. Smash, 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 smash. Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, fuck. Smash, 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 smash. Um, I also, like, I do MMA, but like not at all. Here's a fun. Here's a fun thing about Heidenreich. He uh, did an angle where he dragged Michael Cole into a restroom and sexually assaulted him. Yes, I was about to bring up. (laughs) Again, early 2000s WWE, it was like, Vince McMahon's senile now. No, Vince McMahon is quite reasonable compared to some of the things where he's like, Michael Cole, uh, Jim Ross, you're going to get fucked by Heinrich. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm an executive for a Fortune 500 company. I am a wealthy man. Go fuck yourself. Very well. You, war veteran reporter, you're getting fucked by Heidenreich. <laughs> okay, how about this? How about I Heidenreich rapes Michael Cole? Uh, we have shareholders. Consensual sex then. Fine. All done. Bang yeah. the gavel. I'm the judge. Yeah. Judge Vince. No, apparently this was Stephanie McMahon's idea. No, it wasn't. No, Stephanie apparently. McMahon delivered this, delivered this message to the locker room in this tone. Um, it's been brought to my attention that I've had this idea that Heidenreich, you're going to fuck Michael Cole. And then Vince McMahon is lay, he's on the ground holding his ribs, screaming with laughter. <laughs> 
as I, as Bruce Pritchard I, is literally just like, remember this for your podcast, but then don't tell the story and act coquettish after anything interesting is brought up. Fanta- yeah, and I'm assuming the first draft of this idea was Vince McMahon doing this to J- Jim Ross, and Jim <laughs> Ross is full naked, squealing like a pig, and he just takes it. And it was a pay per view. It. it was a. It was a. It was a pay per view. Full pen. <laughs> it was a two hour long. Take it, piggy. <laughs> Fucking take it. It's what it was. What the original Great Balls of Fire was pitched as is because Vince has chlamydia. <laughs> no. No. Great yeah. Balls of Fire is a hilarious, hilarious name for. Do you know why? Because they're in Memphis. Yeah, sure. He's the killer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He's the killer. He loves these. I for one night only. They should bring back that Paul Burchill, Katie Leah pairing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> in honor of Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine to fuck your siblings. That was the angle. If anyone. <laughs> Yes, no. Paul I... Burchill's original a thing was a pirate, and they were like, the pirate thing's not working out. How about he fucks his sister? No, like no, it. no. That's not the original thing. The original was thing. Was he a pirate that fucks his sister? No, no. The original thing was he's a scary man who's attacking William Regal, and they're like, yeah. no. Vince unfortunately saw uh, Pirates of the Caribbean last night. You're now a pirate. <laughs> that's It's absolutely beautiful. Um,. Heidenreich actually gets a, he gets a WWE championship before, match against wait, before, JBL. Can we just before oh, sorry, on, no, we, sorry. The Undertaker had a, a, a title match against JBL, and this begins the like. Not before, begins. before we move on to this, sorry. can we just address one last thing? Paul Heyman is not a good manager, not a good mouthpiece. It only what? works because he's not. He's done the same promo since fucking he came back. He literally walks out and he's like, breathes deep, looks at camera. Acts nervous for a bit, then screams, breathes deep, points. John, you're—I mean, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. That's, Paul Heyman's one of the best performers on WWE. He was great. I—I I find him with Brock Lesnar so fucking annoying, and also none of his like him being like this great authority on wrestling, being presented that on WWE television. It hasn't helped anyone else he's managed except for Brock Lesnar. He's great with Brock Lesnar, and the presentation of that works. You put him with anyone else, and it is cackapoo poos, mate. I don't. I, here's why I'm thinking about Paul Heyman is who's the last person he managed to he tried to get over Curtis Axel I just think that he's by positioning him as the only manager a and B positioning him as the only manager with Brock Lesnar anyone else he takes on is immediately legitimized and they but tried he, it with but Curtis Axel but they're it didn't not work. no no but no because they tried it with Cesaro when Cesaro was literally fucking over like a rover and it didn't work yeah because uh, they had him I mean, we, we're going to talk about 2017 WWE while we're besmirching John Heidenreich here, but it's because they do the 50-50 win-lose thing with everyone else but Brock Lesnar and John Cena, essentially. Great point. Everyone but I'm still else saying wins and loses except for Brock Lesnar wins nine and loses one, and John Cena wins nine and loses one. Yes, but... That's why they're the... Yeah, but at uh, least use uh, at, le- <laughs> at least use the mask. Like you could mask it a little bit, have them do something else. It's just it doesn't work, and it's something that bothers me. And I wanted to make that point. I agree. Let's not harp on what's going on now. Let's talk about John Heidenreich and the JBL Undertaker match. Let me guess, Heidenreich does some shenanigans. He walks in, interrupts the Undertaker, and this is kind of like a bigger problem than anything, where it's like. Clearly, the Undertaker is stronger than JBL, like as a character. Oh yeah! Like in the video games, 
The Undertaker is a 95 and JBL is an 89, I mean. But when they do this match, um, Heidenreich, he goes in this feud with Heidenreich rather than continuing for the title. And it's like, you always want to have the title on your strongest character. That's why Stone Cold... That's not why Stone Cold was so big, but it was one of the things where it's like Stone Cold beat The Undertaker. Every dude they're serious about being the champion beats The Undertaker. And they didn't... Yeah, and they didn't... You could only do that so many times, I, I know, but... You know. But you do. You, that's why you rotate your strongest character. And by the way, just to go to your point, yeah. not only beat the Undertaker. It's like he beat the Undertaker, then he beat, um, then he like attacked both the Undertaker and Kane and was fine, and then he yeah. fucked over the Undertaker and Kane and was not afraid, which was beautiful, subtle psychological. Like everyone else in the roster is fucking terrified of these two, and this bald fuck only fears one man. That's the lawman who only popped by when he introduces wife number three to fist number two. Now. <laughs> Left hook to the jaw. Yeah. That's what you get for questioning me, small woman with legitimate problem with him still being on television. And that's the bottom line. Bam, bam, because Stone Cold abuses women. He does. He does abuse women. Never forget. That Kevin Nash is convinced The Rock is gay because he hasn't seen him with a woman at Monday Night Raw. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> That's his legitimate reason, by the way. It's the best. Look, like literally, Kevin. If you have Kevin Nash plus The Rock, he's like, uh, yeah, I like Dwayne. I just want to say uh, I met him a couple of times. He never seems to be with any girls. And it's like, yeah, he's at work and he has a family. You fucking asshole. He's not like you, right. who's like, I got a wife and kids at home. We're not at home. Suck my dick. <laughs> ignore the two weird sticks that are in between my yeah, dick. Yeah. Please ignore Those... what someone would call floppity whoppity legs of a coffee table, and I call <laughs> the only thing between me and the floor. Here's a little thing about me. If you suck my dick too hard, my legs break. Yeah. I'm Kevin Nash. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Heidenreich, and there's the other thing that they all, this is a first thing. Heidenreich immediately loses to the Undertaker. Of course. Like the next month. He loses the Undertaker because, so by the way, because this? here's the one. Well, because here's the problem. He's a stopover feud for sure. I he is that. a stopover feud, and it's also one of those things where the Undertaker, much like Stone Cold, is an old school wrestling guy. And for some reason, Vince isn't able to read this. But those two guys are were both Steve Austin and the Undertaker still are very good at protecting their characters. Of like, here's what I would do in this situation. For example, one of the big like one of the layover feuds they were going to put Steve Austin with in was with Mark Marrow and he refused because he's like no Mark Marrow got power bombed by his wife do you know what would happen if Stone Cold's in the ring with him he would literally shit on him not happening and they're like okay well I guess it'll be Mick Foley again but make him dude love very good <laughs> um, and you're right. the same thing this with The Undertaker, is the is the Undertaker. I, I just the wanted to expand on this though uh, this is the exact start of The Undertaker of the Undertaker becoming Mr. WrestleMania, because um, the reason why this Heidenreich feud is so quick is because it's a stopover, because this is the Randy Orton legend killer thing, and Randy Orton faces the Undertaker at WrestleMania 21. Obviously. And pretty much the start of them mentioning the streak a lot. Yeah, the streak first is mentioned at what WrestleMania Dylan got. Let's see how big of a nerd you are. I think, is that the uh, Triple H one? Incorrect. First Triple H, which is, what? what is it? WrestleMania 18... Against Ric Flair. Oh, I thought they mentioned it during Triple H as a throwaway. Let's uh, see which one of our fans are nicest to look that up 
when we release this episode, YOLO, 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 show up a couple to the end of Real Fringe. We're going to keep on plugging that because we put too much money into it. Yeah, me and Dylan got tickets to sale, and one of us is getting married this month. Ooh, and the other one, not invited to the wedding. I am married. That was yesterday. Holy shit, you're married right now. Yeah, I'm married. And I was not invited to the wedding. I can't even jack off anymore. Yeah, but you never um, cooked honey, your dick Honey, I is made so something thick. for you. I can't waste them anymore. Yeah, but you also have a, th- you have a thick dick. Like, it's hard for you to jack off. Oh, yeah. It shrinks to... What happens is it, it when I when I bust nut, though, it turns into a pencil, and then it just thickens back up. Is that right? true? Yeah. Come is... However thick your penis is, that's empty nut. Um, this is apropos of nothing. But uh, I was recently walking with my girlfriend, and there was a big cloud, and I did point at it and say, that's how fat my loads are, and she didn't immediately break <laughs> up with me, so I think I got myself a keeper. Um, No, you don't. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, Heidenreich loses The Undertaker. What do you do once you lose The Undertaker, John? You're fine. Your career will be totally okay. Oh, wait. I'm, of course, lying. Here's what you do. You form a tag team with... Snitsky. Uh, oh my Snitsky. god. I totally forgot about the Snitsky tag. This was literally they were like, Oh, hello, two Phil. Hey, you both were supposed to wrestle the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Instead, meet La Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and the uh so it's Heidenreich and Snitsky, which is like obviously comedy big man team. It's so funny how WWE books Big Man, where it's like, uh, he's a monster and he kills everybody. And then the fans don't immediately get into that because they don't invest any time in it. And he's like, all right, well, he fucks feet now. I don't yeah. know what else to do. <laughs> like, it, it's a great point in that it's like, like this didn't work because they didn't immediately buy New Coke. Destroy New Coke. Because <laughs> this is Heidenreich. Can you imagine if they went with this match? So instead of The Undertaker versus Randy Orton, they were going to do Snitsky and Heidenreich versus The Undertaker and Kane. And I think this is the year when they were like, wait a minute. Because The Undertaker also gets in shape this year. That's the other thing. Yeah, this is the end of the... Because it's... Yeah, because he... Well, he started... He was way thinner when at WrestleMania yeah. 20. Like, WrestleMania yeah. 20, I think, of is sort of the beginning of he's like... What do you mean I can't just drink Jack Daniels in a strip club with brother love? All right. I'll, I'll listen. I know you're a doctor, but you should be aware that I am legally dead, so maybe my body works a bit differently than you think it does. <laughs> I think that would be amazing is if he was so far into the gimmick that he got a corner to declare him dead. I guarantee he's done that. I guarantee that was attempted to be done. Because <laughs> this is also his return to tights. People forget that, but the Undertaker essentially dressed like um. Your no, 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 like no, 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 no. He built towards tights for a while. It was the American Dead Badass, where he's wearing the yeah. Undertaker coat, still with leather pants. Yes, with the belt. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. A, with a tank top tucked into leather pants. Of course, which is a look should be reserved only for people that smell bike seats at parks. <laughs> It's been 20 minutes since an ass was on this. <laughs> Not ripe, still fresh. <laughs> oh, I'm nutting. Oh, I, have to, I have to keep something for my wife. I store it in the fridge so she can drink it in the morning. Who wants to nut with me? Hands up. Ooh, Ooh that's everyone. Oh, it comes out so slow like oatmeal. Oh, <laughs> 
That's what Son John makes when he newts. Yeah. So let's get into the real, real fun, Heidenreich. The man at this point is an admitted drug addict. Yeah, this is a man that, like, keep in mind the agents for SmackDown are like Fit Finley. Yeah. Um, I believe Arn Anderson is the floating agent. He goes between both shows. By the way, Arn Anderson, I think, hates his wife because that man has yet to retire, even though he retired 20 years ago and he's still on the road every day just being like, no, no, Ascension. You don't get to go on television. You're just here for Vince McMahon to fart at. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and apparently just he just walks around in a with a cup, with a like coffee cup with red wine in it. <laughs> People just look in it like, what the hell is that? I put cream in my red wine. It's a gimmick. <laughs> is the red it wine makes thing, it look like coffee? Is the red wine thing tr- true? Please tell me that's true. I've heard it a couple times from different wrestlers, like this fucking guy <laughs> walking around just drinking red wine out of a coffee cup. Because he looks like the type of guy, if you didn't know Arn Anderson was a wrestler, no. you would think, oh, that middle <laughs> manager is pretty tough. Yeah. Oh. He would never look in his cup for red wine. He looks like a phys ed teacher that doesn't take shit. He doesn't look like a wrestler. No, he looks like uh, Mr. Po- what the fuck was it? Pol? No, Danny. Uh, Mr. Polanski, my grade nine gym teacher, who left six weeks into school and was never heard from again. But looking back on it, I was like, oh, it was a drunk guy. Just a drunk guy. <laughs> so Heidenreich turns face after the whole abandoned ship thing with uh, Snitsky. They have a tag. I should say they have a tag match with the Undertaker and Kane. Um, Went really well. It was then- a really good match. I. I gotta tell all of you, you should really watch that match because oh, yeah, it's really good. It. Oh my God! Yeah. These two big men who don't know how to wrestle are up against a bully and his new friend who wants to be the mayor of Knoxville. <laughs> uh, it's a poet and an OBGYN versus <laughs> two dead guys. <laughs> Go watch. <laughs> yeah, one of them has yellow teeth. The other one won't die with all his teeth it's nitsky it's Heidenreich. <laughs> they both have personal problems so short feud he turns face and his poems become more fun he starts making friends with people in the audience so basically he's eugene like they turn him into basically eugene because he's shit like he's a bad wrestler no fault of his own he just no that is fault of his thing. own if you're not good at your job that's your fault he's four years into wrestling Great point. Way to He's win that four argument. Four years Dylan. into wrestling. Oh, I'm Dylan. I'm good at winning every argument. Fuck you, John. No, ooh, fuck you. Ooh, 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 ooh. Four years into wrestling, Vince already thinks he's too old, right? Like, this is the other thing is Vin- Vince doesn't really. I, that's what perplexes me about, like, the, the Batista thing. Like, Batista, when he started wrestling, like, on the main roster, was like 38. But let me Vince explain the difference. Like, let oh, me explain the quick difference. He was 32. Okay. This is a theory I just came up with, and I think it holds water. Vince can only tell the age of white guys, um, while anyone else who's not like, like fucking snowflake white, he's just like they must be twenty-five. Those people age well. <laughs> they moisturize, and we all know that. Like, but if you think about it, like, um, um, what you call it? They all fuck it, like. Ron Simmons wrestled way longer than anyone else was allowed Wait to. Wait a minute. Did you just call people of color whatchamacallits? No, I was trying to think of the uh, I was trying wait to Wait a minute. You say, wait a minute. What do you think? You know, whatchamacallits. No, no, Oh, you no. mean Martin Luther King? No. John? <laughs> no, Dylan. 
you called you called <laughs> black people whatchamacallits. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. This episode is no longer about Heidenreich. It's just you saying that on repeat for three hours. <laughs> um, like I didn't. I did another podcast with uh, our mutual friend, Greg K. We've spoken about this on the show, and he doesn't know what you should call mentally handicapped people. So we so call them mongoloids. mongoloids. And me and my friend Alex were like, what? And he's like, yeah, mongoloids. Like, if you say... It's, by the way, way better yeah. than that because he still defends his point now, but it's gotten much worse because he know he can't use the trump card he's trying to use, which is he has um, a connection to someone who is developmentally delayed, and that's how he's trying to now coach that he's allowed to say stuff like that, but he hasn't quite got to the point where he's being that cold-hearted. It's all fantastic. <laughs> he's got the same lingo as, like, a pillhead housewife for any, <laughs> any, <laughs> any, so, any, like, what do you call that? Social interest group? Societal interest group? Anyway. And he just has... I just use the phrase... I just use the phrase... Human being. Whoa. I never do that. <laughs> no, they I have know. to know they're different. Generally. Yeah. The reason why I said whatchamacallits is because I was concerned that you were just going to start saying. Whatchamacallits. <laughs> 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 also, can I just say. Barack Obama <laughs> was an absolutely <laughs> instrumental whatchamacallit in American history. Um, I wasn't even aiming Barack for. Barack Obama was by the way, just to explain what happened in the United there. States. I wasn't even referring to black guys. I just couldn't remember what Ron Simmons' name was, and I was trying not to go the black guy. Jesus Christ. Also, you know, if either one of us gets famous, we just have to kill everyone who's listened to this podcast. <laughs> We're going to have to kill 38 million people. <laughs> this is bigger than the last episode of MASH. What word did you just Every say? Week. MASH. <laughs> Before that. Bigger? Yeah, it didn't sound like bigger to me, man. Oh, sorry. You just how you called them whatchamacallit. <laughs> I, I, I didn't call every black person. I called one black person whatchamacallit, which, let's be honest, is much worse. You can't use a plural for one person. Yes, you can. I can, I can do what the fuck I want. Dylan, we have a fake radio show where we review wrestlers. It's not fake radio. Something that we have never done and have no expertise on. Yeah, I have. Re- I have tons of expertise. I have right. tons of expertise. We killed a man's dog for fuck's sake. <laughs> we just, we did not kill a fucking dog. That we was kill- just horrible. <laughs> for those of you new to the, all right. So we released an episode about Mike Sanders of the Natural Born Thrillers, which is a stable on the late '90s, and I didn't know it, but we I, we released it on the day his dog died, <laughs> which is just horrible. And let me Almost tell you. as horrible as you don't want to know how Heidenreich got in a feud with Eminem. Yes, I do. He was attacked while eating chocolates with the divas. <laughs> I so, didn't know that. Oh feud my! With the, feud with the Undertaker. Then he, <laughs> him and Heidenreich, her, him and Snitsky have a feud where, where our tag team, where I read poems and you kick babies, <laughs> and then he starts reading poems and making friends with people. He, by this point, you gotta figure like I'm done here. But no. then they try and reuse him. Yes, yeah. they do one of the biggest things. They do LOD three thousand. Oh my M&M. god. Jesus Christ. And also, by the way, why this tag team was made? Because Heidenreich was partying so hard, they it reminded him, it reminded everyone of Hawk. So Animal's brother, John Laurinaitis, who was the head of talent relations at this point, was like, let's get my brother to come in and he'll just deal with them. And that's (laughs) what they did. 
Yeah, that's exactly what they did. And the oh, hey is, Vince, 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 we need to send Heinrich to rehab. No, instead we'll hire a man who's both bald and yet still has a mohawk, and he will just watch him slowly kill himself with powders. Yeah, it's oh, the same God as rehab. That's the exact same as rehab. You're right. Good call. Good call. Oh, Heinrich, um, are we, listen. So, uh, yeah, the LOD, they, how they got over is they just beat the fuck out of people. But to make sure that no one thinks you're going to do that, your makeup's going to look like a butterfly. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, his character is, all right, you know, Eugene, you're that plus poems and bigger. Get out there, big Bart Simpson. Yeah. You know, Eugene, well, there we're at least trying to pretend that he's, we're not just making fun of what our friend Graham K calls mongoloids with you. We are not making that same leap. <laughs> Here's what I really like, though, is uh, Heidenreich, I just realized this, Heidenreich does look like Bart Simpson in the episode where Lisa gets married in the future. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm an adult, so I don't watch cartoons. Oh, yeah, plus they sometimes Ken Riffey Jr. was on it, and he's just another whatchamacallit, isn't he? <laughs> No, he's not. And I've only said that about one of them. One of them. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, it's going to be hard to live down. I feel very embarrassed. So <laughs> That my actual I, views are now being exposed to the light of day. Which is, like, pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's fine. Finally, your word's getting out there. The Patriot Movement, which is funded by John Hastings exclusively. Not, not you, got your, you got your president now? You must be pretty pumped up, aren't not you? Just, not just my president. My prime minister, I like it. If we could just do something about that fucking half man that you live with, we'd have a real good country going on here. Boobs. <laughs> See what I did? Boobs. No. That's I funny. That's boo- I'm booing you. You thought I was going to say boobs. You're wrong. <laughs> What I don't like is this is now this is now this will now become the new shut up your fat for like four weeks on Twitter. I have a feeling that I'm gonna. I don't want I don't want that to happen. I well neither do I. I Don't want. Hashtag what you call it? That's not good. That's not gonna be good. No, I don't like it. I don't like any of it. No. So I would say edit it out, but it's too much part of the episode at this point. Oh yeah, I gotta keep on. I gotta keep on repeating it. Um, so he comes in as a replacement for Hawk at the first time they're doing this, like he, oh my God, the LOD, like he's kind of Eugening it up as we've said, but then he starts really learning and they're trying to do a storyline where he's like really actually learning how to be in the Legion of Doom. Yeah. And by the way, to do that, I remember watching this and fucking hated it. Like oh. why you don't have to do the new Legion of Doom. Like this isn't going to help this dude get over. You don't need to, and it was also, by the way, like they didn't give him new trunks. Like no. he just wrestled in the red. And it, anyone who's listened to this podcast knows a couple of things. One, I, as it turned out, am a racist and was unaware of it. Number two, I hate it when tag teams aren't in matching fucking uniforms. It bugs the fuck out of me. Especially the Legion of Doom, like you're saying. Like that's, and you can't. They because were literally pissing on the, his grave. Hawk was already dead, by the way. Yeah, of course. It's just this weird thing where it's like you can't replace the guy who's the pillar of the tag team. You can't. Tag teams aren't big enough to replace a guy. Like in a stable, you can move members in and out. And even that is people. very fucking difficult. Like, yeah, the Bullet Club at this point, which I like because everyone liked the NWO. 
I'm still just like, uh, fuck off. Stop. Just make the elite and fight with like Raw Cock King or whatever that fucking guy's name is and that other tall one who looks like the other guy. Oh, cool. Yeah. The bunch of whatchamacallits. They all blend together. <laughs> That's what you. you said. That's what you said. I've been reading from your journal. No, I have a journal called Things John Believes That I Don't. Nope, that's not true. It's he opposite day. He's a tag day. team champion with the Legion of Doom because it's SmackDown and who gives a fuck? Against Eminem. Right? By the way, uh, how uh, Animal has spun this ha- as he's literally said, um, oh, I was just there to uh, make sure that uh, Eminem knew, uh, really um, got over as a tag team and figured it out. That's why I was there. Like It really tries to downplay the fucking nonsense of being with Heidenreich and being like, well, I guess I need the money. And the other thing that he does is there's this weird thing where Heidenreich like loaned him money, which we won't get into. So obviously he dollars like, $500. $500. And which, the other thing... Which Animal claims fi- he paid back right yeah. away, which doesn't make any sense, which Heidenreich is like, never did. Weird. I hate wrestling shoot videos are hilarious. Oh, they're so, so that's the other thing animal got a ton of offense in this iteration like he got a ton of offense in on eminem and i remember watching this being like eminem's like your is the only good tag team on this show right now like just make them have a ton of offense and beat the shit out of the road warriors and then animal is mean to hide and rank and they have a stupid feud in the first hour of the show that no one really cares about why not but no and animal comes in and he's doing power spots on joey mercury and you're just like get fucked <laughs> like that also said by the way the other problem with when heidenreich and what's his fucking tits not um uh, not john morrison the other one mercury. Joey, mercury. joey mercury when they finally had a singles match i have not seen so many botches in my entire fucking life yeah i mean joey mercury was a good hand but heidenreich definitely like it's just hard to work around that guy because at this point like we said the guy's a drug addict he's <laughs> he's 36 he can bear- he says right now he has to walk with a cane most days because of all the inertia just from like the N- 10 years in the nfl or 10 years no it was about it was about eight in pro football and then you know another eight of wrestling like that's not that's hard on your body right absolutely um, the other thing to keep in mind by the way is that during this fucking run what happens to where his house is where his wife is what happens hurricane katrina yeah the way it's explained at least on wikipedia is (laughs) that he he tries to spend some home time home with uh his wife because of hurricane katrina and then they fire him (laughs) that's not what we need they literally on smackdown are like hurricane our our thoughts and prayers go out to uh heidenreich who uh, is from new orleans he hasn't been able to make it home yet and i looked at the date of that smackdown and when Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Katrina had been going on for nine days already, and there were, and so that meant Christ. it was like I need to go rescue my family. No, you don't. <laughs> no, but I. You're fired. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> uh, you have a fake fight to not lose. <laughs> well, what about uh? Th- th- at least Finley does a short interview where he talks about how they found Heidenreich in a ditch, and then they were like, first of all, fucked. first of all, they f- the police found him in a ditch. And took yeah. him to the hospital with exhaustion and toxic shock. And yeah. uh, he refused to leave because he liked the food at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, And that's is, when Finley was like, this guy's gone nuts. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, he's like, uh, we better fire him before Vince hears that and makes him become a fat guy who just likes food. <laughs> All right, what's, the, what's your favorite thing about Heidenreich? 
Entrance music. Perfect crazy guy fucking entrance music. Totally. You're like, this guy's a bad guy. It's going to be bad. It's great. Yeah. This guy's a bad guy and uh, he's a mid-card bad guy. Yeah. he's Yeah. It's perfect. Mid-card bad, gar, uh, bad guy. Really excited. Mid-card burger. Very exciting. I, you want to know what my favorite thing about Heidenreich is? No. My favorite thing about Heidenreich is that he is a Chris Benoit truther. Oh, no. We... All right, let's get into that. What the fuck does that mean that he's a Chris Benoit truther? Does he think that Kevin Sullivan did it? No, he does not think that Kevin Sullivan did it. So there's, all right, so for those of you, I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you're very familiar with Chris Benoit, obviously murdered his family, his young son, and his wife. Some people think Kevin Sullivan did it because he was the taskmaster. Yeah, because he, he worships Satan Cause in that's Florida. Because that's a thing that people will just say. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Do you, can you ima- imagine? Can you imagine having to read that? Fuck he's Christ. had to. He's had to constantly say, "I am not a Satanist. I <laughs> did not murder my ex-wife. I have an alibi. Also, like, was the Why do I have to was the stepmother alibi? to my children who I had to walk into her their funeral because she helped raise them." Also, I have to t- help take care of her older son. Please stop bringing this up. Also, I somehow don't seem like I've aged. I've just gotten fatter in the shoulders only. <laughs> um, I am not a Satanist, and John Tenta is not a literal earthquake. <laughs> yeah, a couple of things. He's not, he is not a shifting of the tectonic plates in yeah. the world. He's a human being who... Liked cake a lot. Nor is he a shark, by the way. <laughs> no, here's what Heidenreich believes. Heidenreich believes that uh, Vince McMahon had the government. Oh, boy. <laughs> he believes I shouldn't be laughing about this because it's dark, dark shit. Man, this but episode, by man. the way, is we are going to go. We are going to go to jail. Me for accidental racism. You for being a proponent of Vince McMahon being a murderer orderer for the government. John Heidenreich believes that Vince McMahon called up the government and they... And I believe, what when would this have been? Was this the end of Bush's second term? No, it was two... Bush had about two years left. All right, two years left. And he was like, George, I got a request. And he's like, what do you need? Can you make Chris Benoit murder his family? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I'm, He's not, also, I'm not fighting two wars, so that's cool. Yeah, I can totally do that. Which brings me to my number one Where uh, did you see this? Thing. I need to go fucking watch this because this is fucking insane. This is a throwaway thing that he mentions. I forget the time signature, but it is in a John Heidenreich shoot video. If you just type in Heidenreich shoot and do a bit of digging, it's a Heidenreich full shoot interview that's about an hour and a half on YouTube. For fuck's um, sake, guys. Like, he Jesus throws it away. Christ. Like, it's just a throwaway thing. He calmly talks about his NFL career, how he's with Goldberg. Um, he's really grateful to Animal and stuff. And, like, he seems like a really nice guy. And then he just fucking throws this shit out there. And you're like, holy fucking shit. And it's funny because he believes he has CTE and he still thinks Chris Benoit didn't. Like, That's it just fantastic. makes no sense. That's it's fucking so amazing. Fuck- because he's, the other thing is he's, uh, actually probably the best thing about Heidenreich, the best thing is that he's in that lawsuit against the WWE, um for like union dues and shit so that's probably honestly the best thing about him 
It's like wrestling. We are not subcontractors. But wait, so but he's not yeah, he's in that one, but he's not in the um, he's not in the concussions fucking um, uh, lawsuit. That's very funny. Yeah, that's very funny. Also, by the just way, let me just let me check that one actually. Yeah, for those of you wondering, there's uh, the WWE is facing two lawsuits. One of the, the very serious one is the concussion one. If that's true, could pretty much he is. Yeah, sorry, re- re- uh, correction. So Heidenreich is in the uh, concussions lawsuit against WWE because con- he says he suffers from severe depression. Um, like I said, he thinks he has CTE. Very sad stuff. Yolo, the yolo. the concussion lawsuit, by the way, is the reason why Daniel Bryan is not wrestling currently. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, they're just like absolutely fucking not. Yeah, and he shouldn't be wrestling. Well, I mean, based on how he's tweeting, he's going to start wrestling the second that contract's up. He's going to go to New Japan, yeah, yeah. remove his own head, and throw it at Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's already threatening people for. He's already talking about yeah, uh, fighting for the ROH title and stuff, which is insane. Um, what's your? What do you think is the worst thing about Heidenreich? Everything else he's ever done. No, I'm going to say this <laughs> <laughs> is. There's, he has two worst stuff. One, his episode is where I inadvertently called all black people whatchamacallits. That's what very bad. Number two is his fucking UFC gloves. I yeah, fucking bad. hate. They don't get them the right size for some reason. So they make everyone's fingers look. I just have little pokey fingies. You know what the thing about those uh, MMA gloves is? If you wear black MMA gloves, it makes you look like a cool killer. But if you wear any other color, it just makes you look like a fun guy. Yeah. I just, I'm just here to have fun. Hey, these gloves are for giving you the salt faster. Yeah. I don't want to. You need some salt for your chips? I don't want my paintbrushes to fall out of my hand while I'm doing my therapy watercolors. (laughs) So that's why I got these MMA gloves. Yeah. That's the worst thing about him is, I mean, I'll tag on yours for the first time. Is this the first time ever? The worst thing about him, no, I gotta say, the worst thing about him is that they tried to reboot the LOD. Like, you take a character like that, and then you try and reboot the LOD. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. Wrong. Great idea. I stand by it. I'm happy they did it. You're wrong. Opposite day. That's Heidenreich, everybody. That is goddamn Heidenreich. Honestly, worst of, you could have gone a lot there. I mean, his poems were great. I want to say some positive stuff about the guy. His poems were great. Um, still alive, he's really not entertaining. Dead. Not still dead. alive is great. Not still dead. alive, like he he got through for all the stuff that that guy did to his brain. It just goes once again to show you can do blow and heroin and drink your fucking ass off, but painkillers and steroids will just murder you. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, meth. If it's like, oh, I need to do some painkillers. Do meth evidently is way better than anything else <laughs> still alive po- poems John Heiden- he was entertaining it's just he had a short shelf life because it was like do your little dance he probably could have got a real long career out of it but he was brought in his comedy for some reason they fed him the undertaker then more comedy and then tried to make him in legion of doom it's just very disjointed and very much like exactly what wwe does we'll do this now well now you're intimidating now you're not now you're a Care Bear. Now you're the devil. The other like, thing, it's all over the place. Like it must be so fucking weird for the like this guy probably has kids. Like imagine yeah, he's a child. Yep. When that kid is going through his stuff, uh, he's not gonna find anything. He sold everything. It's literally someone's just gonna walk up to his fucking poor dad and be like, "Hey, are you one of the funks?" No, I'm John Heidenreich. Oh, 
boo, and then walk away. You're a fucking dick, John. No, I'm not. I'm very good at everything. For one of the last times in June, I'm going to say, I'm trying to make up a sea shanty. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, I love you all. Uh, once again, Cabaret Voltaire, every day, August 3rd to 27th, 5.15 p.m., absolutely Don't- free. John Hastings, when's your show at the Edinburgh Fringe Fest? 9.15 every fucking day, except for Where? the 14th. I'm taking a day off at the Pleasance in the Bunker 2. You're a little bitch. That's you. You're a little big, big You're looking in bitch. the mirror. You're looking in the mirror. I'm, so cl- I'm Dylan. I'm married as of yesterday, and I'll be divorced mm-hmm. as of tomorrow. Heidenreich looks like your cooler older brother. Oh, that's interesting. You look like Heidenreich in 10 years. No, I look like Heidenreich in incorrect, five Incorrect, years. incorrect, incorrect. Oh, so you look still terrible. You still look fucking, <laughs> you still look like a man who's done all of the math. You look but like, I'm going to be oh, six foot five, you little piece of shit. So you're going to be one inch shorter than me when I'm wearing cool shoes. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, Please tweet at us and join us on Instagram. We love you all. Bye, 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 bye. I don't love Dylan. I don't love Dylan. I don't love Dylan. What a match. I want to know, who is the man? Hayden Wright. Whose world is Hayden Wright. Who stands in your way? The Undertaker. Who goes down tonight? The Undertaker. Keep that in mind. I'm going to get your jacket. I'll be right Back I'm back with my jacket. I'm in right. I like your poetry. What you do to babies. (laughs) I'll see you later. I'll see you soon, Snitsky.